Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans coming to you today. Another day, November 17th, 2020. Today is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. And the time is 8.26 a.m. I love the Lord. He inclined his air to me. I pray that people of God, when you receive these teachings, that it will find you in perfect peace. It'll find you healthy. It'll find you full of joy. And as the Holy Spirit gives it to us, let us make sure that we walk in the word. I'm going to ring our bell. I'm going to speak a scripture as he gave me to speak about the King of Glory. Psalm 24 declares, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O, o Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the, long, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory, Selah. So who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Father, in the name of Jesus today, help me, Lord, to make sure that my hands are clean, that my heart is pure. I come to you humbly this morning as your vessel to be used by you to bring glory to you in the name of jesus holy spirit you have your way as you minister to your people in jesus name i pray amen amen he that had clean hands this morning we're still talking about the amazing grace of God and this is part three and we always start off with our worship this is my desire to honor you Lord with all my heart I worship you all I have within me I give you praise, 
All that I adore is in you. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. You are beautiful beyond description to marvelous for words, to wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depth of your love? You are beautiful beyond description, majesty enthroned above. And I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you. Holy God, to whom all praises I stand in awe of you, and I stand, I stand in awe of you, I stand, I stand in awe of you, holy God to whom all praise is due i stand in awe of you i stand in awe of you jesus 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 what a wonder you are jesus 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 what a wonder you are oh jesus what a wonder you are you're the line of the tribe of judah what a wonder you are you're the line of the tribe of judah what a wonder you are oh jesus what a wonder you are Beautiful Rose of Sharon, what a wonder you are. Beautiful Rose of Sharon, what a wonder you are. Oh, Jesus, what a wonder you are. Oh, Jesus, what a wonder you are. 
You are Jesus. Name above all names. Beautiful Savior. Glorious Lord. Emmanuel. God is with us. Blessed Redeemer. Living Word. Jesus. Name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word, amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace that bought my liberty i do not know just why he came to love me so he looked beyond my faults and saw my need. I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace that caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my faults and saw my need. Grace, grace. God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. And the people of God, Yes, we are speaking about amazing grace. Yes, we are speaking about the unmerited favor, the mercy and the compassion. Yes, and so today we are speaking part three of amazing grace, which is described as all abundant. In Romans chapter 5, verse 15 to 20, the word declares, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. In Romans 5, verse 16, it says, 
And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Romans 5 and 17 declares, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. In Romans 5 and 18, the word declares, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. In Romans chapter 5, verse 19, it says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. In Romans chapter 5, verse 20, the word declares, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abounded. Thank God for grace. We were all born into Adam's physical family. The family line that leads to certain death. All of us have reaped the results of Adam's sin. We have inherited his guilt a sinful nature, in other words, the tendency to sin and God's punishment because sin must be punished. Because of Jesus, however, we can trade judgment for forgiveness. We can trade sin for Jesus. We can trade sin for Jesus's righteousness. Christ offers us the opportunity to be born into his spiritual family. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. The family line that begins with forgiveness and leads to eternal life. If we do nothing, we have death through Adam. But if we come to God by faith, we have life through Christ, which, which family do you belong? I'll say it again. Which family line do you belong? I pray that you belong to the family line of Christ. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. What a promise. What a promise this is to those who love Christ. We can reign over sin's power, over death's threats, and over Satan's attacks. Eternal life is ours now and forever. In the power and protection of Jesus Christ, we can overcome temptation. As a sinner, separated from God, you see his law from below. As a sinner, 
separated from God. You see his law from low as a ladder to be climbed to get to God. Perhaps you have repeatedly tried to climb it only to fall to the ground. Every time you have advanced on one or two steps, you fall to the ground. Or perhaps the sheer height of the ladder seems so overwhelming that you have never even started to climb up the ladder. In either case, what relief you should feel to see Jesus offering with open arms to lift you above the ladder of the law, to take you directly to God. Once Jesus lifts you into God's presence, you are free to obey out of love, not necessity, and through God's power, not your own. You know that if you stumble, you will not fall. You will not fall back to the ground. Instead, you will be caught and held in Christ's own loving arms. He says, I will never forsake thee nor leave thee. In my arms I'll fold thee. In my arms I'll hold thee. I will never forsake thee, nor leave thee. I am your redeemer. I'll take care of you. You won't stumble. You won't fall back to the ground. Instead, you'll be caught and held in Christ's own loving arms. It's also described, grace is also described as all-sufficient, all-sufficient grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, the word declares, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient. You see, Paul was going through all that pain, and the messenger was sent from Satan to buffet him, and he cried out to the Lord three times, and God answered him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want to say something. When I, some years ago, when I was so painful for days and two weeks wondering, why is this pain so excruciating and didn't understand what it was? I cried to the Lord and then finally I said, oh, this must be a thorn in my side like, like Paul. Okay. And then finally I got an answer. You need to go to the doctor. Turns out it was gallstones, excruciating pain. But he gave me the same scripture. His grace is sufficient. So even though the pains was excruciating, his grace was carrying me because I'm still living. I'm not dead. I'm talking to you. So Paul was going to get caught up and get a lot of revelation. And he said, in case he got beside himself, a messenger was sent from Satan to buffet him. There are times when a messenger is sent from Satan to buffet us. 
But look at look at us. We we're, we're still here speaking, praising, and glorifying God. Although God did not although God did not remove Paul's physical affliction, he promised to demonstrate his power in Paul. Sometimes he don't move it right away because he's about to do something. So when I had that problem with the stones, the thing is, I didn't know that I had the gold stones. But, but the thing about it, in all that pain, I was given a message. The message that I gave was given to speak to a church where they had asked me to speak. God gave me a word. He said, the stones are crying out, it's visitation time. So even though I was carrying the stones and I didn't know that I had the stones, it was after I preached the message, then that's when the Holy Spirit told me to call the doctor. And then I discovered it was called stones. But there was a message he was going to be glorified. And so long story short, I ended up in the hospital to remove the gallstones. And, and then I ended up in the eye wing because the doctor was kind enough that he would find a space because I couldn't afford uh, a private room. And so he put me in, in there. And in that room, there were two women that I had administered to. They had a problem with their eyes. And God had me to pray for them and God delivered them that same day. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Heal them that same day. So, you know, sometimes we have to look back and say, oh, I now I know why I had to go through this. The fact that God's power as displayed in weak people should give us courage. Though we recognize our limitation, we will not congratulate ourselves and rest at that. Instead, we will turn to God to seek pathways for effectiveness. We must rely on God for our effectiveness rather than simply on our own energy, our own effort or talent. I know the two people are going to be getting this message. And they have been afflicted where they, both husband and wife, are on dialysis. You never see them sad. They're always praising God. And I am sure they have touched so many lives in that area. So look at it. It's an assignment. But even in their affliction, it's an assignment. Because the lives that they have touched... Blessed be the name of the Lord. And they are joyfully doing it. Even though they're afflicted with pain. So blessed be the name of the Lord. But you can't look at them and say they're in pain. They're on assignment. They're graced for it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So you never know how God is going to grace you. And what is going to happen. But his grace is sufficient. We must rely on God for effectiveness. Rather than simply on our own energy our own effort or talent. Our weakness not only helps develop Christian character, it also deepens our worship because in admitting our weakness, we affirm God's strength. Grace is also described as glorious, glorious grace. In Ephesians chapter one, verse five to six, the word declares, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ 
to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. The word predestined means marked out beforehand. This is another way of saying that salvation is God's work and not our own doing. In his finite love, God has adopted us as his own children through Jesus, through Jesus' sacrifice, not to our sacrifice, through Jesus' sacrifice, he has brought us into his family and made us heirs along with Jesus. The word declares in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. In Ephesians 1 and 5, it says, in Roman law, adopted children had the same rights and privileges as biological children, even if they had been slaves. Paul uses this term to show how strong our relationship to God is. Have you entered into this loving relationship with God? I hope you have. Freely given us in the one, freely he's given us in the one he loves means that God graciously accepts us though we don't deserve it. Now, now that we belong to his daily love son, we have that. It's given to us. Now that we accept him, we deserve it, even though we didn't deserve it, but now we deserve it. We belong to his son, Jesus Christ. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. And so we are joint heirs. It is also described as great grace. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, the word declares, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Great grace. The early church was able to share possessions and property as a result of the unity brought by the Holy Spirit. Working in God through the believers, through the Holy Spirit working in and through the believers' lives, they were able to share their possessions. This way of living is different from our communication because it was different then. But now our sharing is different. The sharing in that time was voluntary. 
It did not involve all private property, but only as much as was needed. It was not a membership requirement in order to be a part of the church. The spiritual unity and generosity of these early believers attracted others to them. This organizational structure is not a biblical command. Remember, it's not a biblical command, but it offers vital principles for us to follow, but it's not a biblical command. It is also described as manifold grace. First Peter 4 and 10 declares, the word declares, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Some people, well aware of their abilities, believe that they have the right to use their abilities as they please. Others feel that they have no special talents at all. Peter addresses both groups in these verses. Everyone has some gifts. As I said before, find yours and use them. All of our abilities should be used in serving others. The word of God declares, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. It is also described as rich, rich grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 5 declares, But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. Paul emphasizes that we do not need to live any longer under sin's power. The penalty of sin and its power over us were miraculously destroyed by Christ on the cross. Through faith in Christ, we stand acquitted, totally acquitted, or not guilty before God. Romans 3 and 21 to 22 says, God does not, God does not take us out of the world. Okay, what I, what I read just now was Romans 3, 21 to 22. God does not take us out of the world or make us robots. We will still feel like sinning. I was talking about robots the other day because somebody said, oh, Alexa, could you turn that down? No, turn the music down a little bit, Alexis. No, it's, it's too high. Turn it down. So I said to them, do you have a grandchild named Alexis? Alexa? She said, no, that's a machine. I was like, oh my God, robots. I was like, oh my gosh, next thing you know, robots will be cleaning my house and cooking for me. And then I understand, yeah, they do have robots doing. I was like, what? Anyway, we're not robots. God does not take us out of the world or make us robots. We will still feel like sinning and sometimes we will sin. The difference is that before we became Christians, we were dead in sin and were slaves to our sinful nature. But now, 
we are alive with Christ. The word declares in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The word also declared, is described, grace is also described as undeserved. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 to 16, the word declares, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and an injurious but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acception that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. That was Paul talking. How be it, for this cause I obtained mercy, thank God for mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. People can feel so guilt ridden. We can feel so guilt ridden by their past that they think God could never forgive and accept them. But consider, consider Paul's past. He had scoffed at the teachings of Jesus. He was a blasphemer and hunted down and murdered God's people. He was a persecutor and a violent man before coming to faith in Christ. In Acts chapter nine was one to nine. I want you to take time to read that. God forgave Paul and used Paul mightily for his kingdom. No matter how shameful your past, no matter how shameful or wicked your past, God also can, can forgive and use you and use me. Paul calls himself the worst of sinners. We think of Paul as a great hero of the faith, but Paul never saw himself that way because he remembered his life before he met Christ. Sometimes we have to go back to memory lane and we have to say, Lord, if it wasn't for your grace and your mercy. The more Paul understood God's grace, the more he was aware of his own sinfulness. Humility and gratitude should mark the life of every Christian. I want to say that. Humility and gratitude should mark the life of every Christian. Never forget that you too are a sinner saved by grace. Grace, grace. God's grace, grace that is greater than all. 
our sin. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to praise you and thank you to your grace and mercy brought me through, through it all, through it all. I learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. So amazing grace part three I gave you today. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you for teaching us the word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your amazing grace. Amazing grace. And so I pray that people of God, that God continue to bring divine protection around you to keep you safe. May the peace of God that pass it all understanding guard your hearts and mind today. And may the love of God continue to flow through you and the light of God shine through you to others that will draw them to Jesus Christ. I love you. God bless you. Have a blessed day. And by the grace of God tomorrow, I will bring you part four of Amazing Grace. I love you. Have a blessed day.